0: Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's lady of supernatural thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real Ghost Chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Gordon tells us about an unwelcome encounter with his dead father-in-law, and Lori tells us about a dead logger who looked for his wife and daughter for years after his death, until she helped him find peace. Then there's Victoria, who shares her story of a long-dead pig, Edna June, who still watches over her ranch. Did you know a cafe in Anchorage, Alaska is haunted by the ghost of a woman who was blown to bits by a hired hitman? Once in a while, Marianne will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. These are just a few of the stories you will hear, and these stories just keep coming. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode.
1: I'm Mary Ann Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of Author Masterminds, and your host on Real Ghost Chatter. I'm thrilled to welcome Syl Gregoire today. She is also a charter member of Author Masterminds and known as Alaska's Sci-Fi Queen. Syl was born in New Orleans, grew up in the Louisiana Swamp, and then settled in Alaska as a young woman. After decades of living the Alaska dream, teaching school in the bush, commercial fishing in Bristol Bay and Norton Sound, and building a log cabin in the woods, life had provided her with plenty to write about. The years of immersion in the mystique and wonder and challenges and struggles of living in remote Alaska molded her heart and soul. It is that deep connection she shares with her readers. Sill has authored the Oracle of Light series, which includes Crystalline Aura, Anthea's World, Elemental Forces, and Interstellar Ruse. You can find out more about Sill at www.authormasterminds.com forward slash c-i-l dash g-r-e-g-o-i-r-e so Syl I want to welcome you to the show thank you
2: I'm so happy to be here
1: happy to have you here it's so fun to have somebody I already know on the show that I share another love with which is the writing of course and so but today we're going to talk about your paranormal experiences i'm first going to ask you what happened
2: well when i was ages six through eight i lived in a tiny community called grand point louisiana and at the time grand point louisiana was a gravel road going through cane fields and tobacco fields and bell pepper fields it was a farming (laughs) community and at the end of that road was a very tiny community and my family rented a house there it's an old cajun type home every time there was a thunderstorm or i'd get up at night and try to go to this bathroom that was attached to the back end of the house like a lot of old cajun houses are Uh uh-huh I would experience someone behind that door, the door would rattle, the handle would rattle, there would be a knife that would stick out that would come out through the door and I would be terrified and I'd go running screaming to my parents that there was someone with a knife in the bathroom and they would just tell me go back to bed impossible under these circumstances (laughs) no kidding it didn't affect anyone else it only happened to me and it was repeated for three years i was terrified even in the daytime i was very wary about going toward that bathroom because i knew that something had happened there was something terrifying and I was too young at the time to ask questions I mean this was a very small community Mm -hmm. and when I reflect back on it now it seems strange that with a community where generations lived and that there would even be a house available for rent in that area Uh uh-huh but I think the reason no one locally was living in the house is because they knew that something happened there and that it was probably haunted, but I was too young at that age to ask questions, to wonder, and so I never had these questions answered, but as soon as we left and moved somewhere else, I have never had such an experience again.
1: Wow. That's pretty amazing, and you never got to find out the history of that house?
2: I didn't, and I went back on Google not too long ago to see if I could follow that road. (laughs) There are no longer any fields, no agriculture at all. It's all subdivision and apartments and condos. So it's not the same place, and I have no one that I know from that area to even ask questions today maybe someone from that area will actually see this podcast and will let us know something but there's no way for me to go back and find out
1: i right i i hope someone does hear the podcast and can tell us what was the area
2: grand point louisiana Okay,
1: because you said that earlier but i'm glad yes. we can say it again and yes. uh, all grand point louisiana so is it cl- close to the swamps
2: Well, actually, it's not too far off from the Mississippi River. Okay. Uh, Okay. So it's not a swamp area because it was an agricultural area.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Right.
2: And it was not so much sugar cane. This was one of those pockets in South Louisiana where they grew tobacco. In fact, there was this huge tobacco shed on the grounds in the yard where the house was. And they still hung tobacco in it. Really? I remember as a kid playing in that shed. It was such a mysterious place. you know.
1: Well, yeah. Ooh.
2: The experience was always worse when there was a thunderstorm. Uh-huh. For some reason, whenever there was a thunderstorm, I could hear a car driving up. I can see the lights. I could hear the windshield wipers. And I know that this car had something to do, this person this driving up had something to do with the knife because I have followed it where I could hear the person get out the car, go around the house toward where the bathroom would be. Uh And I would go in my parents' bedroom and I'd tell them, you know, there's something going on. There's someone at the bathroom that someone's here. And of course, there would tell me, go back to bed, or they would just say I'm imagining it or I'm dreaming it. But I don't have the experience of waking up from a dream. It seems like it's happening in real time.
1: What you're saying and the explanation you're giving is exactly what I've heard from other people who have had paranormal experiences, that you were not dreaming, you were you were wide awake, you were ongoing to the bathroom. And they had the same thing. And also, people didn't experience what you experienced your your family not experiencing that is not uncommon i had that happen to me you know where i was getting (laughs) and i was a grown-up and i was sitting in a restaurant where is purportedly haunted and i will say yes it is and you know i was getting this huge loud rapping and knocking on the wall behind me and neither my my husband or my son heard it and That's, and then the talking that came after it and they didn't hear that either.
2: Considering what I saw on the computer as far as how Grand Point, Louisiana has changed, I'm going to assume that this house no longer stands because it was an old house. Right. Even back when I was a little girl. But I've always heard that a haunting is in a spot. If the house is gone, that spot would still be haunted.
1: I don't know, but that could be true. Now, that I haven't done any research on, but it makes sense to me that the spirit would stay there. Right. And I know you said, the reason I asked if it was around the swamp was because you said you grew up in the Louisiana swamps.
2: Right. And I'm like,
1: oh, my gosh, you know. And the swamp, of course, is enough water and stuff going on there that can always get hauntings.
2: Well, from there, we moved into the swamp area, so I was still Uh, a young girl. uh Yeah. But I never experienced another paranormal event in my life since.
1: Well this one was enough I think still so, to <laughs> it burned itself into your memory. And I'll <laughs> never
2: forget it. I'll never get rid of it you know it'll always be there I always picture it and think about it but it's well, my experience alone.
1: I know and that that's hard because you don't have somebody to validate it but it still doesn't mean it didn't happen and when you're talking about the, the thunderstorms that things got even more vivid. That makes sense because I had definitely heard that when you have thunderstorms, the lightning, the ions, it actually increases supernatural activity. And it's exactly what happened with what you're describing when you have a thunderstorm. That car driving up with the headlights and everything you could see. I'm thinking somebody was waiting in that house to hurt somebody. That's what it sounds like, you know? And, and I,
2: to this day, I believe that there's something very sinister happened there. And I relived it over and over again, at least the beginning of it.
1: Uh-huh, right. At least you didn't have to see the conclusion, right?
2: That oh, that would that would have blown <laughs> yeah. my mind for sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I guess my question is gonna be, did this supernatural experience influence your writing in any
2: way? Well, I guess there's a little supernatural in my writing too. I don't know if this experience is why I let a little supernatural experience come into the writing, but I don't think it had a direct influence on my writing. My writing is more influenced by my life in Alaska Uh and the experiences I've had. And I have not experienced an Alaska ghost either, so... That's
1: good. I didn't ever experience a ghost up there either.
2: <laughs> <So> I, <laughs> I, they
1: seem to keep pretty much to themselves. selves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's such a young community in some ways, you know. There's not a whole lot of them there, but there was that one that haunts the snow, Snowbird Cafe in Anchorage that I hear about. But actually, I did a well, show with Robin on, Robin Bearfield. That was a real interesting story,
2: too so well the roadhouse in talkeaton is supposedly haunted too is it now yes in fact there's been a a book written on it
1: oh well i was in the roadhouse oh gosh years and years ago no i didn't experience anything then except i haven't either and i've
2: been in there many times but
1: yeah but you never know they just may not you know want to show themselves to you what advice would you give a person or a child who has had a supernatural encounter
2: well believe in it believe what you are seeing is real and don't let someone tell you that it's not if you experience it and that's your experience then it's it has to have some reality to it don't let it scare you too much of course when you're real young like i was fear is the only thing motivated by all this
1: well yeah I can't imagine a six to an eight-year-old having to experience that all the time. How often did it happen to you?
2: At least once a month, if not more frequently. It was pretty regular.
1: Wow. I was wondering because I don't know if it was like a certain day that it would do this or an anniversary of an event in maybe the same day of a month or something. I don't know.
2: I would have been too young to track it like that.
1: It's enough that you had to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and deal with it.
2: I. I am so glad that I don't live in that house anymore. <laughs>
1: no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. I don't think you'd be able to write. <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> I would have moved a long time ago if it was, <laughs> would have been in my power. And I didn't realize how much I suffered from this until it was over. You know, it was a few years later that I realized that it had all gone away. And it uh, was because we weren't in that house anymore.
1: Wow. And, yeah, I guess, imagine you had a little bit of a, like, traumatic stress from it. Is that what you're saying?
2: As a child, yes.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Yes. Oh, it makes perfect sense. See, that's why I think it was really real. Dreams don't cause that kind of stress.
2: And it? I've had stress in my life as an adult since, and it has not generated this kind of nightmare, dream, uh, vision, repetitive haunting thing that I I experienced as a child.
1: Right, exactly. You know, I think you actually did experience something pretty sinister. You know, I'm just so glad that you got out of there when you did.
2: I would love to have some answers though. I wish someone from Grand Point would hear this podcast and let us know what's the history of that house and my nightmares.
1: No kidding, I wish they would and I hope they do. I've really enjoyed this and you know, I know you said you had this one experience and but it has been one that I think people really need to hear. There are other people out there also that have had these experiences that don't come forward because they feel so like they were crazy or something and you weren't crazy. You know, everything you said, I have seen documented for people that have had these experiences as kids. I thank you for coming on the show.
2: I thank you for having me, Marianne. I really enjoyed
1: it. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I'm going to say, once again, to learn more about SIL, you can go to www.AuthorMasterminds.com forward slash SIL dash G-R-E-G-O-I-R-E. Is there anything you'd like to say, SIL, before we shut down the podcast?
2: Happy Halloween.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just say, if you want a really good sci-fi book, please go and see Sill's information on AuthorMasterminds.com. You can also find her on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and where all good books are sold. Thank you, Sill.
2: Thank you so much, Marianne.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me go to m a r y a n n p o l l com and or forward slash mary ann poll until next time may the wind always be at your back the sun on your face and the good lord walk beside you